You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. Oh, here's a great little yarn. So Dan was in Santa Barbara a few years ago. Dan flicked me a note to say I was there for um, I was there at a farmer's market walking around and there was one storeholder with a big um, sign bigging up this incredible wonder food. They were telling everyone about it, making a big pitch. The food was called a pineapple guava. I was so intrigued. So I bought one and it was a Fijoa. <laughs> I paid a good sum for it as well after his sales pitch, says Dan. Look, yeah, it might have been slightly more than you would expect to pay in New Zealand come about the 10th of April, Dan, but uh, never mind. That pineapple guava. That's apparently what they call them in the US. Um, more of your texts in a couple of minutes. Nikki Wicks is with us this morning. Hey, Nikki. Hey, good morning, Jack. I uh, love all this chat about Fijoas. Yes. So we've got <laughs> but who I reckon is maybe the leading expert on Fijoas with us after 10 o'clock this morning. Do you have any anything you would want to know about Fijoas? There are, we've got lots of fun Fijoa facts we've been sharing this morning. Like, I didn't know you could eat the leaves. Oh my god! I didn't know you could eat the leaves either. There you How go. Do you, do you have to cook them. Do you have to steam them or anything. No, I think you just eat them. They're just raw. Yeah, I think you just eat okay, them. Well, Apparently, I, they're delicious. I, I mean, some people, some people eat the whole fijoa as well. So I used to do that when I was a bit younger on some of the some of the sort of thinner skinned fruit, but oh, you know, really? it's a bit much for me. Yeah, I'd like to know what the grit is in them. I, you know, because I love the way they've got a little bit of jelly in them and a little bit of grittiness too. Yeah, so, yeah the I'd grittiness is that. interesting. Okay, well, stick around after 10, but we're okay. focusing on another food them, this morning. We are focusing on are on, on another food. That, that <laughs> the thing that, that, that this fruit has in common with fijoas is that it seems to come all at once. <laughs> And for the first couple you have of the season, you think, oh, my goodness, this is heaven. And then by the time you're getting your 80th bucket of plums from the backyard, (laughs) you're starting to wonder, actually, if it really was worth it after all. It's so true. When somebody first gives me their first little plums, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, because I myself do not have a plum tree. And then I got a whole, like, a banana box given to me about last week. I was like, okay, here we go. So I made some plum sauce, which was great. I made some plum cakes. But I figured out the best way to use the most amount of plums in the most delicious way, and that is to make a plum paste, Jack. It okay. is unbelievably gorgeous. Ooh. You know all those fruit pastes that you can buy? They're really expensive. Yeah. They're so easy to make. Um, and, and they go so beautifully with any sort of cheese, with any sort of meat. So, look, this is what I did with one and a half kgs, which was a small corner of the banana box, I've got to tell you. I've still got more to go, <laughs> um, of plums. It was about 32 plums. That's what mine was. Of course, that's going to depend for you. So, you know, this is a very flexible recipe. I just wash the plums and then I chuck them in a big pot. I don't bother um, taking the stones out at this stage because most plums are not that free free stony. Yeah. So it's kind of a hassle. So just chuck them in whole if you like. Um, and then I pour over some liquid. I use uh, one and a quarter cups of water for my one... 0.5 kgs of um, fresh plums um, and a half a cup, believe it or not, of either sweet wine, which I didn't have at the time, or apple cider, which Ooh. I didn't have at the time. So instead, I used apple cider vinegar and it was absolutely huh. beautiful. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so yeah. anyway, bring all of and then I put about a quarter to a half a teaspoon of cloves, ground cloves in there, and um, cook it up for about 20 minutes till the fruit is really soft and it's all bubbling away nicely. And believe it or not, the pips will either rise to the top, or the stones will either rise to the top, or just grab a little spoon and you can kind of dig them out of each plum. But I've got to tell you, the most important thing is to count your plums on the way in, Jack. Ah. So I used 32, which meant 
I need a 32, 32 stones. stones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the next stage of it is to, I use a kind of a, a wand blender. You can put it through a sieve. You could probably put it through a food processor. You just want to take it down to a pulp. And here's the magic. You weigh that pulp. So you've just used skin and all, which is great. You've obviously taken those stones out. Um, and now it's all lovely and pulpy. Weigh that pulp and use half as much of that weight as sugar. Right. Okay. So you might end up using somewhere between... I don't know, maybe 600, 750 yep. grams of sugar, something like that. Who knows? You can use white, you can use raw. I don't use brown sugar because it makes it too dark. Boil that way for as long as it takes, about 45 minutes, maybe an hour and a quarter. Who knows? Um, and then what you want to do is just test it as you would jam. Take a teaspoon of that lovely um, mixture out of the hot boiling pot. Put it on a cold saucer. Let it get cold. Run your fingers through it, mm. and it should leave a nice white stripe, and then you know it's kind of done. Pour it into a, I used a Swiss Rollerton, so that's how much this made. Oh, wow, yeah. Right to the top. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I uh, lined it with baking paper, poured my beautiful hot paste in, set it overnight, and then cut it up into beautiful big tablets, squares, and wrapped it in some, um, some uh, greaseproof paper, and it'll continue to cure in the fridge as well. Yeah. Give it away as gifts, but it's absolutely delicious. It's tangy, it's sweet, it's yummy, it's plummy, it's great. And a great way to use up loads of plants. Yeah, fantastic. No, that sounds so yeah, good. Like really you say, good. you can. It's quite versatile as well. Eh? You can. Um, you can have it. You know, with yeah. cheese. You can have it with meats. All that kind of thing. Thank you, Nikki. That is our cook, Nikki Wicks. Her recipe for that delicious sounding plum paste. For more from Saturday morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from nine AM Saturday, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. Ninety percent of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.